Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies, movies. Each episode is about a singular movie, which we'll get to in a little bit. But first, I just want to invite you, yeah, you the listener, to join us for the fan vote, which is always during Tay's episode, so that'd be next episode. You can get your movie recommendation in, and it will be in the next vote. Wow! What do you do to do that, Yemi? Uh, you either send us an email at uh, ff.filmfreaksaz at the end at gmail.com, or talk in my movie stuff section of the Ferret Nation Discord, or, well, last but not least, just comment on the latest episode of Film Freaks with a Z to get your pick there. If, a, if there's a tie at the end of the day, the one that's been winning the longest will be the victor. All right, <clears throat> let's go ahead and introduce ourselves before we talk about the movie. I am. Hmm. I'm, I'm trying to callousify this. <laughs> I am Yemi the Queen. Who am I here with? Bohemian Greedy. And Callous uh, Mercury. <laughs> oh, boy. Tay is uh, on vacation. So he's uh, he's living it up in the sunny place of... Uh, somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but he's here so with us in the spirit. Uh, he, he would probably be called... Uh, let's see if... Greedy, if you were Bohemian Waffles, or what were you? I said Bohemian Greedy, but Bohemian I would have been... I so, should have been Bohemian Waffles. Ooh, that sounds better, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so Tay could be uh, Taymation Rhapsody. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, uh, I think you all know which movie we're going to talk about today, but Greedy, why don't you go ahead and introduce it for us? Ah, yes. So we stuck with the movie, or uh, the band genre. So I chose Bohemian Rhapsody, released in 2018. It's what's the story about? Well, it's the story of a legend British rock band and Queen. Eh, no, I don't know if you ever heard of them. And the lead singer, Freddie Mercury, leading up to their famous performance at Live Aid in 1985. Directed by Brian Singer. Writers are Anthony McCartan, Peter Morgan, and some stars is Rami Malik, Lucy Boynton, Gwen Lee, and others. So I wanted to start this conversation off. Uh, it is Oscar season. Oh, yes. I can hear everybody making the Chris Rock joke right now. <laughs> um, so this movie got a lot of talk when it came out in 2018. I never saw it, but I heard, like, people going nuts over this movie. So I know kind of Yemi's opinion on it, but um, what do you guys think? Do you think this was Oscar worthy or what? I think Rami Malek's performance was Oscar worthy. That's for sure. Yeah, the movie as a whole, I don't think it's really all that Oscar-worthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was kind of watching it, and I was just like, you know, like, it's got a lot of hype. I'm just kind of like, meh with it, you know? Yeah, of course this is this is going to win, like, the, you know, best score category, because it's just a bunch of Queen songs, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. But <clears throat> the one category that I mentioned last time that it won, which is really bizarre, is the editing category. Um, even though like the editing for like the, the musical parts of the movie where it's like playing a queen song, it's really snappy editing, you know, back and forth. Those parts are good. Uh, do you guys agree with that? Like the editing in the like music parts? Yeah, the music aspect, like when they were doing like the, like live, like performance, that was great. 
Yeah. Yeah. And my, then... my absolute uh, favorite scene in the whole movie was like the, the final scene when he's putting the performance. That, that was the yeah, last. Was... Yeah. And the editing was great. It, it was edited just like the live performance. Same thing with like, you know, like the musical numbers towards the beginning. Like all the editing is great because it's all snappy and it works with the music. But when you take that music out of the scene and it's just a bunch of people talking and they keep that snappy editing, it's really, really distracting. All the cuts that they've made, especially um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just give you guys an example. The scene where they're talking to that band manager guy at the table and uh, Freddie walks in with, you know, his his like bedazzled, crazy outfit on. And like, there's so many cuts to every single person. Everyone's got to give their reaction. Everyone's got to, you know, do the face or the thing. And it's just like, dude, we just need like two cuts here <laughs> and a group shot. You know, that's all we really need. And it was throughout the movie that they did that. It was so weird. Good example of that is when they're making uh, the build up to uh, oh, what song is it? I can't I think of the name of the song. Uh Easy come, easy. Uh, what's the name of that song? Jeez. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Bohemian. Uh, oh my god. Uh, yeah, like when uh, there he was trying to hit that high poach or high uh, vocal, and he's like, "Do it again." It was like again. It was like again. It was like, "Oh, jeez, okay." <laughs> we get see, it. I, see, I felt like that was okay with the editing. Like, I felt like that was okay, and with like the way that that went. But like, you go to like the scene where they're like presenting Bohemian Rhapsody to the record company. Yeah. And like every single time someone says everything, you got to get a reaction from the drummer and from the bassist and from the guitarist <laughs> and from the manager and from the the guy they're talking to. I think it was Michael Myers who was playing the um it, the, the manager. Yeah, the the um the record or label the manager, guy. The the label, yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone's <laughs> got to get the reaction and I think that the band members had a lot of say in the editing room because you got to get everyone's reaction everyone's super important right <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's not to say that a... the other members aren't important i mean obviously queen is a is a group project as we all know from the movie <laughs> <laughs> i didn't really notice that in, in in the moment as was i was as i was watching the movie but i do agree that it, there are quite a lot of uh like weird cuts throughout the movie yeah it's just, it's crazy that this this movie won editing because there's so many scenes like that where you can just like it's just it's so many cuts and it's like a fraction of a second that it cuts there and it moves on to someone else's reaction. It's like can we just can we just have like a back and forth or maybe like a group shot of them all giving a weird expression instead of going <laughs> between every member of the band and every actor in the movie? <laughs> I guess the final scene like really carried the weight for for that word. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, when the music's going and the edits are snappy, I'm I'm all in. You know, it's, it's like a music video. But when it's just a group of people talking, you don't need the editing to be that quick, that snappy, fraction of a second scene, so, you know? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what what are some, like, talking points they had since he's not here? He did give us some talking points. <clears throat> well, I kind of wanted to say this for a little bit later, but... Um, his main thing was like there was a lot of stuff that was incorrect or stuff that didn't happen. And I looked into this because I didn't want to just say that and be like, oh, you know, whatever. But I looked into it and um, the I guess the biggest blunder that the movie did was Freddie wasn't the only guy to go solo. It was actually like before Freddie Mercury went solo, I believe the drummer 
and the guitarist both had solo records. And that was a huge deal in the movie. Like, Freddie didn't want to go solo, and it was a group effort. And when he went solo, the yeah. whole band was hurt. Mm-hmm. So that was all just not true. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, um, I thought that um, this... Yeah, I didn't even think to look into how uh, accurate a lot of these uh, the things are in the movie. But yeah, figures they would, like, alter the truth. Well... It didn't stop there. Um, <laughs> Freddie wasn't diagnosed with AIDS until after the Live Aid event, uh, a few years after, I think. Um, mm. So that whole scene where, I mean, I, I I would think, I mean, he probably had AIDS for a while before that whole concert thing, too. But he wasn't actually diagnosed with it until much later. Mm. Um, and then also, uh, the that was not the band's first performance back. Uh, they had made a whole uh, album before Live Aid happened hmm. so all those moments where they're like kind of painting freddie mercury as the villain yeah most huh. of them weren't true it's kind of interesting yeah that is that is very interesting and that yeah. kind of feeds into my point and i i mean i don't know if i'm digging too deep into this but it seemed like as soon as freddie mercury came out of the closet everything just started going wrong for him and i feel like the movie kind of painted him as 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 this villain uh, for the for the entire movie and like his his comeuppance was he's got AIDS now like that was like his just desserts it almost felt like I don't know if you guys feel the same way I didn't I didn't really feel that about like when his comeuppance but yeah that is when he kind of like started to change and yes I do agree that a lot of the movie did paint him as like the bad guy the villain the the one where the one that's making like all the bad decisions. So yeah, definitely do feel about that. Yeah, point. that's that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna like the, he because he fired the general manager. That was also they, false. Yeah, they uh <laughs> they kept painting him like that. He's like, oh, we're a band. You don't make all these decisions. And yeah, I mean, I I do kind of think that, but I don't I mean the fact that to say that once he came out of the closet, I don't know. Maybe I didn't pick up on it, but. But I do, like the, I do agree it, on the part where, yeah, they, they kind of paint him for everything going wrong with Queen. It was just like the imagery, too. Like, everything, like, you know, the, ho- the house parties and stuff were, like, all, like, darks. And he went to, like, the club, and it was all, like, reds and blacks. And it kind of painted as, like, I don't know. I, I want to use the word satanic. But <laughs> they went pretty hard on, on those different things. It's like, yeah, sure. I mean, there was, you know people going crazy back in the day you know it, it was it was a different time but also just how heavily heavy-handed they were with just like you know they had the creepy music and it had you know everything in his life was just going wrong going wrong going wrong and until he chose monogamy with <laughs> with with yeah. uh that gym guy at the end you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. i don't know that's just the way i saw it because like I, I watched the Elton John documentary or movie memory, whatever you want to call it, too. And even though there's Rocket a lot Man. of yeah, Rocket Man, and even though there's also a lot of inaccuracies, um, they did the same thing where it's like you know, oh, the, this whole time that he was you know gay in the movie, like his life was going downhill, doing tons of drugs and sex and blah blah blah, and he only became this patron saint after he chose to only have love with one man and he married him. It's like. I don't understand why directors seem to need to do this, you know? <laughs> like, can't somebody explore their sexuality without it being villain- villainized, you know? 
it's the same thing with like movies needing to put some kind of like spin on the ending to where like everyone gets a happy ending and everyone can feel good by the end of it even though like a lot of times it doesn't make sense yeah i do feel like they focus too much on like live aid that uh no, that that they just wanted that as their like main focus of the movie. Well, yeah, that was like the grand finale was like them re, I mean, pretty much shot for shot, move for move. Yeah, uh, I, I did watch the actual live eight afterwards, so it was pretty close, darn close. Yeah, there's some really good side by side comparisons, and they did a great job with that. I mean, it's a full twenty minute set, you know. <laughs> Imagine going to the concert like that. I mean, I guess we're just you know spoiled now because the concerts are a lot longer, but. Going there, like saying all the way to back, and for like what twenty minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a whole lineup of bands, and actually, funny enough, the movie also got this wrong. Um, apparently, uh, they had shown like a Bono lookalike, the U two singer, who walked off the stage before Queen went on. It was actually Dire Straits that played before them, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they couldn't even get that right. <laughs> I guess oh, they man. wanted to choose someone who was kind of recognizable, but more famous, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a whole lineup of bands. So every band, I think, got a 20 minute slot. So like you had like, I think, um, there's, I mean, they, they talked about them in the movie. There was a whole slew of really famous bands who did it. And yeah, it's not a, it was not a typical concert. Yeah. It's definitely a certain, like a special event. Um, and all those people there too, (laughs) all crammed together. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say like, do you guys feel, no, I'm kidding. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. <laughs> Something about COVID? What? <laughs> I say you can't do that. Go to that kind of concert nowadays. Oh, no, no way. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, like, um, do you guys feel like the, the movie would have maybe been a little bit better if it had been, like, if they decided to go for, like, an R rating? Because I feel like they implied so many different things. And, you know, I, I feel like they were, the movie it's, was kind of, like, censoring itself a lot of the times. To where like it kind of wanted to imply things were happening, but didn't want to show it or, or whatever. Did you guys feel that way? Mm, not really. Yeah, I don't. I think the movie went far enough. I mean, you got all those crazy outfits and people walking around half naked. Um, I think it had. The, I think it had. Uh, I think PG thirteen was okay for it. I think it was PG thirteen. Yeah, PG. Yes. No, I just felt like they they kind of. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like certain things they wanted to imply, but they didn't want to outright say it. So they kind of just like gave hints at, uh, you know, other things that are going on that they didn't, no one actually said out loud, you know? I was just upset that he didn't get a sex scene with uh, <laughs> the gym guy. No. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think they showed enough. I, I Yeah, you're right. They There was a few implied things that they maybe should have shown and not told. Um, but I think for the most part, it's okay with the way it's at. Hmm. I mean, in the, in rocket man, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a, there's a few sex scenes in there. Um, that was definitely a lot more raunchy. Okay. Right. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> going through the movie, did you get like, there was like a few queen songs that I forgot about that they didn't sing or that they sung. And I was like, Oh yeah, they do sing this, don't they? Like that uh, radio song or the you know, the radio? Radio Gaga. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that, that actually used to be one of my favorites. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I do admit there's like a whole bunch of songs that I didn't even realize it was. They were like Queen songs. 
I didn't don't really listen to much Queen, but yeah. I do like like a lot of their songs. So yeah, <laughs> I mean that. they they got a great discography. Um, they're definitely one of those bands that kind of like changed the genre a little bit. I mean they they obviously went way farther into like you know mixing rock with other genres like. You know, they, they had the opera stuff for Bohemian Rhapsody, and I think they even had, like, some electronic mixed in there for an album. Um, like, I respect them a lot because, like, it, it really was a group. Of, I mean, when, you know, the, the drummer has his songs, the bassist wrote some songs, the guitarist and Freddie, of course, wrote, wrote, uh, wrote songs together as well. And it really was, like, this group collaboration and I think they did a good job of showing that everyone kind of had their own piece of the pot, you know, puzzle in there. Um, and it, you know, and the music uh, was good because it was everyone pitching in instead of one person being kind of like the leader, you know. And I love how they the music is like a lot of times very experimental, and they're always trying to like do something new or different. So yeah, they they definitely all have a lot of talent and. And uh, yeah, it shows through the music. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the scene where they all walk out of that record label guy's office, I'm pretty sure that's g- genuine. Um, I couldn't find anywhere that said it was not, you know, true. Hmm. Plus, you had you know, all three of the band members were helping with the writing of the of the film too. So you would think that oh, really? a lot of things would be, you know, true to form. I mean, obviously there were things like I already like we already said that were lies, downright lies, or, or not <laughs> accurate. But there should be a lot of things that are also accurate in the movie, too, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess that kind of leads me to the point uh, that I wanted to make was, or the question I wanted to ask, which is, do you guys think this is more of a Freddie Mercury documentary or a Queen documentary? I would like more of a Freddie Mercury with the input of the other bandmates. Yeah, I mean, like, he's the only one on the poster, and, like, if you look at a lot of the images from the movie, it's just him. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like this is very much a Freddie Mercury movie, but, you know, with a lot of the band stuff thrown in also. Yeah. Because uh, they, they didn't really go into too much detail of, of like, the other bandmates' uh, personal they, life, you know? It's like, yeah, no personal life about the other bandmates. Yeah, and that that's also where like they completely forgot to mention that the you know two of the guys had made solo albums in there. You would think that they would mention that if it was a Queen documentary, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's much. I mean, it's, it's definitely much more focused on Freddie. I mean, they even show he's like the first character who who who's on the on screen. You know, he even during the end performance, which I know was the actual thing, but they barely even show the other band members. It's always just Freddie, you know. Which I know it, it was just a side by side. I mean, but well, there's also a portion of the movie where the bandmates aren't even there. You know, yeah, they they don't oh, yeah. they they leave from that party, and I don't think we see them again until the uh, reunion of the band in the uh, hmm. record office. <clears throat> yeah, which is weird. I, I would think that they like, especially if you have those people who are in the band wanting to get their story in there too. Like you would think that they would have them. A little bit more in the movie and i guess that kind of goes back to like okay so you know that's why we need everyone's reaction because you know these three four people aren't in the aren't in half the movie you know <laughs> maybe but yeah, yeah who knows i mean movie won oscars so somehow so, 
So yeah. essentially, like, uh, what what other Oscars did the movie win? Um, so Rami Malek won for his lead performance as Freddie Mercury. Uh, we sound. already talked about editing. Yep, sound. Um, I think it won both the sound awards. Sound and mixing, yeah. Yeah. Then best most most. Oh, it's a nominee for picture of the year. Yeah. So I think it won four Oscars in total. And <clears throat> look, a movie's not defined by the awards it wins. I mean, how many people are still talking about Bohemian Rhapsody? Like <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, <clears throat> okay, better, 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 better one. How many people are still talking about Green Book? True. <laughs> you guys probably don't even know what Green Book is. <laughs> oh, I saw it. <laughs> but yeah, that's just the thing. Like, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, a, a film can win, you know, the greatest movie of 2022, and then people forget about it next year because the Oscars like to pick some of the most generic movies to win a, <clears throat> to win the awards. And a lot of time too, they'll just go with the popular vote too. Yeah. So like you know, with with this movie, I mean, you know, who's more popular than Rami Malek in the year that this movie came out? I mean, he was huge. He was on Mr. Robot. He's in this. He was, um, I think he was also in that old boy remake, but whatever, who cares about that? Um, <laughs> so the Oscars are weird, you know, cause you can't always try the, you, like if you're looking at the list of Oscar winning movies, I mean, Suicide Squad with Jared Leto won an Oscar, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that kind of, that kind of diminishes, diminishes all the other movies that came out. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah, I guess so. So you can't always trust, like I say, for video games, you know, it, you know, your opinion is really the only one that matters in the long run, because, you know, Joe Schmo can give this this you know, movie or game an award. But mm. I mean, you could agree with it or not. That's that's your personal opinion. And that's all that really matters. And it doesn't that like just because another movie that year didn't win an award or didn't, you know, you got, got snubbed from an award doesn't mean that it's any less a good movie. If you get what I'm saying, I understand. Yep. Mm-hmm. True, true. But yeah, for I, this movie, I, <laughs> yeah, probably... I oftentimes don't don't agree with like the best of you know whatever the category is. I guess it all really just comes down to personal taste. Yeah, well, you know, the animation category is pretty much the Disney Award. So, <laughs> yeah. I thought last year that Wolf Walkers movie that was an animated movie that was excellent, and I I, I can't believe that it didn't win that. But you know, Disney's Soul came out and. It's Disney. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, back to Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I, I do agree. I mean, I think the only Oscar that deserved to win was Rami Malek's, you know, Oscar win for Best Actor, who, you know, he portrayed Freddie Mercury. I think he did a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He did an excellent job. Um, I do remember before the, uh, like, in the early days of the planning of this movie, they wanted to get a... Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen to be Freddie Mercury. And then at the last minute, they decided against it because they didn't want him to make like a mockery of the movie because he made other movies like Borat and and yeah. such. What do you guys think the movie would be like with him instead of uh, Rami Malek? It's, yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he, if he... I do, I mean, because I do know that he is actually a pretty good actor when he's not doing, you know, comedy and stuff. It's just that he just goes so hard on the comedy that it's really hard to separate him from that. Yeah, I think just like name recognition and how he looks alone would probably people would go into it expecting like a funny performance. You know, I, I think that that would uh, I think they made the right decision by swatching, swapping him out. 
I like I know he can do like the serious stuff, but I don't know. Just man, it's hard to say. I, like I, I, you know, watching Borat and then watching a movie like this, uh-huh. <laughs> I put like Borat in the role of Freddie Mercury. And just... <laughs> right. Which I don't think like, he would have done that, but you know. Whatever. I, I don't <clears throat> doubt he would have. Like I'm sure he would have done great in the role, but I do agree. Like you know, they didn't make the right decision just because of. His background, you know, people would probably have a hard time separating him from his other roles. In the in the same way that um, the the record label manager, I had no idea that was Mike Mike Myers until like the scene when they started yelling at each other. Like when he started yelling, I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely Mike Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, he starts putting on like the Scottish Shrek voice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did find it funny that they cut back to him at the end of what well, during the live aid thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, his office is like in shambles and he's just kind of like listening to the radio drunk. I, th- I thought that was a nice, like, you know, Hey, this is what this character's doing now. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It was not a necessary scene, but I appreciate it. That's oh, all we needed though. <laughs> that reminds me before I forget, there's also another inaccuracy of the movie. Um, that live performance where they, they did the acoustic version of that love song to Freddie Mercury's then wife. Uh, I forget exactly when that happened, but it was way after the where the movie had portrayed it, which is kind of crazy. And then also another another thing I'm remembering, um, "We Will Rock You." They had them recording that in the wrong year. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, of course. <laughs> so. Yeah, but also was uh, "We Will Rock You" was sped up so fast at the end. I was like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> but it uh, was actually much better. I didn't actually notice that. Yeah, me either. Yeah, it was like twice as fast. It was like boom, 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 boom. I was like, oh, geez. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um. So I wanted to maybe do something positive about the movie. Uh, I know we've talked about Rami Malek and his performance and the music of the of the movie. Does anything have anything else they want to say that's like, you know, positive about it? Um. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I mean, well, I acting, mean, like, and acting was good. <laughs> well, you've already talked about that. Yeah. yeah well, I, I actually, that. I think. Um, sorry, Callus. No, go ahead. The uh, how close they got the actors to look like the character, like the people they were portraying, was actually like the guy who was playing Brian May. I think his name is the guitarist. Looked spot on. I will give them that. They got the. the they got actually look pretty good. Yeah, everyone. Everyone really looked closely to who they were portraying. It was kind of crazy. That is pretty cool. So it was that no, I agree. What? what was that? <laughs> I said it was actually the real guitars and basses. No. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're still alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. All, the, all three of the other members are still alive. Oh, so you're saying they actually handed them, handed the actors their actual guitars and, and bass? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they were using their actual equipment, but <laughs> <laughs> they were there to kind of like, I, I guess, coach them on the different ins and outs of their performances. Hmm. Which is cool. You know, you don't get, you don't see that a lot. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they, they still tour and they got, um, that American Idol guy as their lead singer now. Who, too, like, stands in for Freddie. Oh, what's his name? Adam Lambert? Wait, oh. really? Yeah. I think. Oh, didn't know that. Wow, that's, yeah, I didn't know, didn't know that either. <laughs> it's interesting. 
yeah, my my parents saw Queen back when they were like real like uh, Freddie Mercury was there. I think that was like in the seventies. Um, and then they saw them again with Adam Lambert, and they were like, "Yeah, it's not as good, but still good." <laughs> hmm. Well, oh, um, positive things. Yeah, I think really the like, the the two big positives out of this movie is the the acting that we talked about, and the the performances. I mean, I really enjoyed every time they were actually putting on a performance, especially that final scene that when it went on for like twenty minutes, I. It's it's really weird. I didn't like at first. I was like, "Are they re- actually going to go through the whole performance?" And then I found myself actually like really enthralled into the whole performance and like really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool that they got that whole twenty minute show in there. And a lot of, some some people might think, "Oh, that's overdoing it," but I, I think it's kind of like the perfect way to end the movie with that live aid performance. Yeah, definitely was. Yeah. Any other positives? Um, I liked, I, I did like, um, that whole section where they were like in the barn recording the Bohemian Rhapsody, the actual song. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I liked uh, how they showed all the different ways that they had to edit then redo tape and stuff like that and get it all matching together. Uh, you know, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And like you, like you said, Greedy before, like the guy going higher and higher, like that was, that was <laughs> kind of funny. Um, and I thought that that was like one of my favorite parts of the movie was was them recording that whole thing. Yeah, any time really they're fun making, any time they're making a new song, it was kind of you know like a fun you know quick, you know breaking the you know talking I guess you could say. The yeah. Breaking the drama. <laughs> yeah. Well, the musical parts of the movie were the most fun, obviously. Yeah. But even like, you know, he was like, oh, we need a more, the guitar more rocky, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> That's what some fun scenes. I guess also they used some like actual footage from back in the day. I think there was like an interview on the TV. Um, I think we talked about another movie that kind of did the same thing where they, cut, you know, cut in the newer Rami Malik, but they still had the original interviewer in there too oh so they had like they put Remy Malik on like over the original footage yeah I think so and then they like they had it on like TV so they could like downgrade it and make it look better <laughs> right <laughs> interesting um, yeah, anytime they uh, moved on like uh, showed the scenes where they were talking to the manager that uh you know they ended up dumping like they did a good job of like portraying like I don't want to say the oldies, but like how, you no, know, how the mood was set, how the atmosphere was, you know. Mm-hmm. Can you guys guess which uh, which song I, I was the first song I played on Guitar Hero? The very first song. Mm-hmm. Should be pretty easy to you know, seen as which movie we watched. <laughs> Which Guitar Hero um, has a Queen song on it? I mean, it was the first one, right? Yeah, Killer Queen. Killer Queen, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. I was I, I knew it. I was just trying to remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Killer Queen was the first Guitar Hero song I ever played. Nice. How does that make you feel? Old. <laughs> How? Like, what is it with you and your memory 
recording Guitar Hero, like, there's no way I can remember what the first song I ever played was. Because <laughs> Guitar Hero was such that? a big part of my life for a very long time. <laughs> I mean, it was for me too, but I don't remember every detail of it. <laughs> well, you see, Cal, there's a difference between you and me. <laughs> I'm a seasoned gamer, and you're just a gamer. Oh, yeah? Ooh. How many Guitar Hero tournaments did you win? Uh, Remind me again. <laughs> Fifteen. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never actually well, I entered just... into a tournament, so... Mm. Doesn't sound very seasoned gamery to me. I was an at-home professional. <laughs> How many times did you complete the uh, rock band Endless Setless? Oh, ugh. <laughs> Great Wolfs and I did one together one time. It was fun. It was a long journey. <laughs> but we did it. All right. So the only, only other scene, I guess... I have the on my list to talk about is the uh, scene where they're all being interviewed um, and everyone's just asking questions to Freddie Mercury and the rest of the band is just kind of like, you know, we're here too. Oh, yeah. I feel like that was a pretty accurate scene where everyone was just kind of focused on Freddie because I guess at the time, I mean, nowadays we all know that it's a group effort, but at the time, I mean, you know, you, Freddie Mercury was like the leading man. He was the one in the spotlight, which is why, you know, like when, when MTV rejected their music video for that one song where they were all dressed in drag, you know, it was all blamed on Freddie because he was the gay man, you know, um, but actually in actuality it was the drummer's idea, the dress and drag, but no one cared. It was the drummer's idea because Freddie Mercury was, was the lead man. I thought that they portrayed that pretty well in that scene. Yeah, and even, like, Freddy was like, you guys, you know, there's other people here, like, stop talking to me! Yeah. <laughs> I do like this scene, yeah. What was with him, like, like going crazy, though, during that scene? Well, I think he was, he was like... Just getting agitated. Yeah, I think I think he was also on, like, drugs. Probably drugs. Uh, okay. Yeah, that also. Yeah. That was, like, in the middle of, like, his spiral... All right. Anyone else have anything they want to mention? I do not. Does we get through all taste facts? Oh yeah. Let me let me double check here. Taste facts. <laughs> no. Yeah. That was that was it. He just wanted to oh, mention right the uh, incorrect stuff. All right. I guess we'll move on to our final thoughts and rating. Right. Starting with <laughs> you, greedy. Alright, so Bohemian Rhapsody 2018. Yeah, the live scenes were fun. The music was great. Uh, I did, you know, it did kind of throw me back to, like, songs that I forgot about from Queen. Um, I do kind of agree with Yemi that uh, they did focus on Rami too much, a little bit, you know, Freddie Mercury. And it could have, they could have honestly just named it, uh, you know, the Freddie Mercury documentary, pretty much. Um, but they probably named it Bohemian Rhapsody because, you know, popularity. It's their most uh, famous song. Yeah, and it's their most famous song. Um, the acting was good. Uh, I do like, um, you know, the scenes where they were showing, like, how they were creating the songs and how, you know, the build up to the end. The ending was, you know, awesome. I really enjoyed it. I was, you know, tapping my feet. And it made me, like, actually, like, look up the real, you know, YouTube performance of it and i still enjoyed it just as much and i was like wow this is pretty good hmm. but um yeah i did focus on freddie a little too much and uh the sexuality did get like a little weird here and there but overall i'm gonna get this movie 
a three out of five. Alrighty. Um, personally, uh, the inaccuracies and um, just, I don't know, like, I understand, like, at the time, people were also kind of, like, villainizing homosexuality as a whole. I, I just feel like they, they could have, like, did something different, you know? It seems like, because, like, watching Rocket Man and watching this movie in, like, the same year, you really see the similarities between how they presented the stories, how they, you know, went through everything. Um, personally, I think Rocket Man is a better movie, but that's besides the point. Um, it just, this movie just feels a little bit too formulaic. Uh, obviously the music's really good and the, and the editing during those scenes where they're playing music is good, but the editing outside of those scenes is very distracting, very poorly done. The acting is great, especially from Rami Malek. That's, that's, I can't, you know, can't complain about that. There's a lot of good scenes in there mixed in there, but as a whole, I think that this movie really misses the mark, and they should have probably made it more of, like, a Queen tribute rather than just, like, Freddie Mercury with Queen, you know? Because that was, like, the whole point of the movie was, like, hey, it's a group effort, except this movie's all about one guy. So, you know, it kind of it kind of misses the point there. Um, so, all in all, uh, I think I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5. All right. Have you guys seen The Dirt? I have not. No. It's a movie about uh, Motley Crue, basically. It's another rock biopic. And that, that I saw that movie last year. And similar to you, Yemi, like, I, I, I saw that. And I guess in my mind, I was like unconsciously, subconsciously, like comparing it to this one. To where I didn't think this movie was as good as that one. And the word you said there, uh, Yemi, uh, formulaic, that's a great word to describe because I did, I did feel like that to where it was very, um, like it just moved from thing to thing and it, I just did not find it compelling. There was a lot that I did like about the movie, like the acting and the, the musical performances, stuff like that. But it just didn't, I didn't feel like it was really gluing me to this, to my seat in the same way that a movie like The Dirt was. So... Yeah, overall, I would have to give it a three out of five. All right. And yeah, Tay says he liked the music, obviously. Uh, the movie was was made just so they could play Queen music, since everything in this movie was incorrect or didn't happen. Uh, I guess not everything was incorrect, but I guess a lot of things were incorrect. Uh, besides the concert at the end, uh, he gives it a three out of five. Wow. Okay. Yemi's the uh, odd one out. So, do you guys think this movie was overhyped? A little bit. Okay. Because, um, yeah, yeah, after watching it, like, like hearing, hearing so many things about it in 2018, 2019, not watching, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it wasn't that great, people. Yeah, the worst thing a movie can be is, is just, you know, the same thing again. And... I mean, Callus agrees with me. I mean, it's it's just like it's just like any other rockumentary, you know. It's it's it, it it almost hits exactly the same points as Rocket Man, which was like a year or two before it. So <laughs> it, it's it's just in, it's very it's very interesting, and you know, it does put the movie down because it's not as unique as I once thought it was. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, I would recommend you guys watch The Dirt. I, I think it's on Netflix. Or you can recommend. 
Oh yeah. Mm, um, well, let, let, <laughs> we'll, we'll see uh, because Tay kept with the trend of movies based around really? music. Okay. Uh, his choice is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. This, oh, is, okay. this is from 2010, directed by Edgar Wright, which I believe is one of Tay's favorite uh, directors. Uh, this is an epic of epic epicness. Scott Pilgrim is a 22-year-old radical Canadian wannabe rock star who falls in love with an American delivery girl, Rom- Ramona Flowers, and must defeat her seven evil exes to be able to date her. Uh, this is based off an award-winning comic book series, and it stars Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ellen Wong, uh, Allison Phil, Mark Weber... I know there's a few Aubrey Plaza, Chris Evans, and Brie Larson, just to name a few of the main actors and actresses there. Um, so haven't watched this movie since then since high school. So it's gonna yeah. be a good re rewatch. I love this movie. Scotty doesn't know. I actually Scotty watched it recently, so can I be excused from watching it again? Nope. <laughs> How recent? Uh uh, last year, <laughs> oh, give it a rewatch, Callus. It's April though; it's early in this year, so. <laughs> all right, all right, alrighty. Okay, so uh, if you want to not be spoiled, or if you want to join the conversation for Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which does not have the song "Sky Doesn't Know" in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, it doesn't? Um, wait, wait, what? Sky is a Noah's from uh, Eurotrip. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can uh, join us in the when the next episode drops in two weeks. If you want to check this movie out, it's on Amazon, iTunes, Google, Voodoo, etc. Okay. Um, hopefully next time we'll have a full squad back, but hopefully Tay's having a good time on vacation. And do you guys have anything else you want to say before we end the show? I did see some of his pictures, and it looks like he is having a great time. I'm very jealous. Wow. How nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sunny there. It's uh, It was snowing this morning in Ohio. So. It's snowing here. <laughs> it's very hot here. All righty. Well, I am Yemi the Queen, and I've been here with... Bohemian Waffles. And Callus Mercury. <laughs> and we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Later. Later.